Hi, everyone, and Happy New Year. As we get ready to kick off a brand new season of the Oakley Podcast, we decided to take a look back at the show that started it all, our very first interview with Justin Oakley. In this interview, we lay the foundation for what has now grown to 40 episodes of the Oakley Podcast. As we prepare to bring you our brand new 2021 show lineup, we're expanding to provide inside video coverage of the studio interviews, which will be available on our Oakley Trucking YouTube channel. Please join us this new year as we continue to provide you with up-to-date, vital information you will need for being an owner-operator here at Oakley Trucking. We look forward to talking with you more next week with a brand new show. Welcome to the Oakley Podcast, Trucking Business and Family. This show is brought to you by Oakley Trucking, headquartered in North Little Rock, Arkansas. The purpose of this podcast is to communicate with Oakley owner-operators and their families by giving them up-to-date information concerning Oakley Trucking and the trucking industry, from business advice to safety updates to success stories. Also, to give an insight to outside truck drivers that might be interested in joining the Oakley family. Hi, I'm Jeremy Kellett. I am Director of Recruiting here at Oakley Trucking. I am your host for this podcast, and we're looking forward to getting some good information out to our owner-operators and our audience alike. Uh, the purpose of this podcast I'd like to talk about for just a second is, is to develop another way of communicating with our, our owner-operators that are with Oakley and their families, and also some uh, business advice that we can give uh, with some success stories and things that are happening at Oakley to kind of give you an insight of what's going on here at Oakley Trucking and, and Bruce Oakley Incorporated as a whole too. Uh, looking forward to having a guest on, um, you know, not every episode, but uh, several episodes. We've got a lot of information we're gathering to get out to everybody uh, to make this podcast informative and also but. A relaxed podcast too so it, it, we hope it you know uh, helps you understand about Oakley Truck and what we're doing the future we have going on here and and ways that we can help improve your business and also make you successful along with us at the same time so the first podcast here uh, we're going to have a special guest to help us get a little bit into the history of Oakley you know specifically the way Bruce Oakley started and also uh, where it's come to today and, and the future that what we're looking like. So I have a uh, special guest, Justin Oakley, with us today. He's going to give us a, you know, we got a list of questions to drill him with, so we want to make sure he uh, <laughs> gives us a good insight of what's going on. Uh, Justin, I've, I've worked with Justin for quite a while now and uh, here at Oakley, and, and it, he's been through the trucking department. It's just been a, a you know, a pleasure to, to work with you, Justin, and, and we're glad to have you and, and look forward to uh, many years together. How you doing? Doing good. Uh, the pleasure's mine. Yeah. Enjoyed working with you as well. How's the family? They're good. Everyone's doing good. Uh, Abby, my wife, she and I, we live in the Little Rock area. Uh, we've got a little girl named Nora. She's four. We've got a one-year-old boy named Ray. Oh, man, two kids, four and one. How's yeah. that changed your life a little bit? Oh, man, it's, it's changed it dramatically, but... Uh, it's it's a new kind of fun. Yeah, most fun I never want to have again. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it though? I mean, those kids just put a perspective on life that you didn't know you had before. Then I know that's something that's, that's good. Mm -hmm. We've, you know, I'm I'm uh, looking forward to uh, 
the weekend, man, we've got uh, sunshine shining on us today. We hope it dries up a little bit. And uh, you guys got anything planned for the weekend? No, we're just going to stay home and have some family time and don't get to spend as much time during the week. So we like to take advantage on the weekend. Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? Sometimes Mm -hmm. you you work all the time and get to see them put them to bed at night and then gone before they get up the next morning. Mm -hmm. I remember those days. See, I don't have that anymore. I got two boys. They're in college. Man. They're grown men. Hey, it's, oh, they think they are, Justin. (laughs) They think they are. It's a, it's a whole nother challenge with that, but you know, it it doesn't seem to quit, but enjoy those times when they're little. It really means a lot, you know, to, to be part of part of them as they're growing up. Um, just got to, you know, we're going to cover some stuff here today that I think will help our listeners understand a little bit about Oakley and what's going on here. And always like to uh, get a little history, a little background of what your role was uh, when you started here with the company, when it, you know, when you actually started and what you've done uh, up to this point now and what you're doing now. You want to give us a little history on what's going on with that? Sure. Um, well, it started for me, I was 14. The first thing I did was work uh, with my granddad, Bruce Oakley, on his farm in El Paso. Uh, that farm is where the company really got started. Um, then through high school, I worked in our bagging plant at BB, uh, bagging fertilizer. That was on the night shift, and my mother didn't like that very much. Oh, so that was after school. It was after school. And so... You know, working late a few nights, she had about had enough of that, and she actually called my manager the next day when I got home at midnight from work, and uh, that was that was pretty embarrassing for me. <laughs> How old were but you then? I, Fifteen or sixteen, yeah. somewhere in there. Um, anyway, the next next school year, I, I got a job running a uh, a t shirt press, making t shirts at a company, so a screen printer. Nice. So that had a little bit uh, more favorable hours, I guess. And that was my after-school job for a little while. That's good. You learn anything mm-hmm. doing that? I did. I mean, it, it was... Didn't want to do it again? I, it was fine. It was a good job for a teenager. Sure. Um, when I graduated high school, before I went to college, I, I came down to North Little Rock. It was about 30 miles south of where I grew up and started working at the terminal here at our headquarters uh loading barges unloading barges washing barges that all that stevedore and type stuff and and i learned a lot there that was that was fun uh, i bet what's the worst job they made you do here at oakley i'm sure you had them pick on you pretty good didn't you some yeah but uh most people were pretty cool um the worst job i think that anyone here has ever done is cleaning out uh the grain pits you know some Rainwater gets in there with some grain that's spilled, and you got to get in there and clean it up, and it can get smelling pretty right. Well, that is a rough smell. I've smelled that before. Thank goodness I've never had to do that. But well, that's good though. You you learned a lot doing that, I guess. You learned the ins and outs of it. The ins and the outs, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So, what'd you do after uh, after that? I did that on and off all through college. Um, I went to college at a kind of commutable distance, at University of Central Arkansas, then. Uh, after graduation from there, just full-time with Oakley Trucking. Uh, I was a dispatcher for about two years. Uh, my board was DO8. Inherited that from Nick Dulaney, and he did a great job training me. Uh, or I think he did anyway. <laughs> so they so, threw you right in the fire. You got Right in, yeah. I mean, you started dispatching right out of the gate. Started di- and Well, it was kind of funny talking about thrown into the fire show up on day one and Dulaney says hey man I got a dentist appointment 
you just answer the phone and do the best you can. <laughs> nothing, so, like, nothing like quick training. Yeah. So, but he came back and was able to help me put out some fires, and I was able to learn quite a bit. And uh, that first year, it takes you about a year to get good at it. And that second year, I felt like I did a good job and do enjoyed you, it. Do you connect with a lot of uh, owner operators during that time? I mean, you got to know some some good truck drivers, good uh, owner operators. Absolutely, that time. absolutely. So there's there's a handful of guys I still keep up with to some degree. Uh, they'll come visit with me when they're in the office, or I'll you know visit with them at the company party or whenever we happen to see each other um so i enjoy that it's good relationships yeah yeah you make uh i don't think people realize sometimes the the uh relationships you make with these owner operators that are here i mean it, you 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 learn about their families you learn about what they do on the weekends you learn about what they like what they don't like i mean there's a connection there when you you get into dispatching trucks and 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 help them make money. I mean, you're knowing their finances, you know, as far mm-hmm. as making them money. And, and I know uh, we get, we'll get into that later, but I know we take pride in that at Oakley Trucking and, and doing that. So, um, okay, so you started working here. Do you get dispatch for two years, you said? Yep, two years. Um, towards the end of that, I'd been talking with David Choate a little bit. He uh, was running our grain division at the time, and he kind of had some, some plans for growth there. And, uh, you know, he, he had known my dad and my granddad for a long time and, uh, been with the company for a long time. And I think he was kind of looking forward to working with the third generation a little bit. So he, he kind of started twisting my arm a little bit to come to the grain division. And, and, uh, I was excited about it. Um, you know, just learn something different. So I went and, uh, accepted that position and, um, he did allow me just a little bit of a break before I got started because um, right in there we had gotten in the towing business uh, with with Jantran and I got to go right on a boat and, and be a deckhand for a couple of weeks on the lower Mississippi River and uh, how was that it was an experience was it really yeah a couple of weeks was it's about all I wanted was it but uh, man I got a lot of respect for the guys that do that day in and day out that's a tough job yeah because I mean I guess they stay out there for what well, 30 yeah. days is it 30 they days can. i yeah. mean they can or as long as they want that's that's got to be uh that's got to be a tough job yeah it's similar to driving i mean you're you're away from the family i think that's the hardest part of it yeah. but uh anyway i got off the boat and and came back to work in the grain division and and that's all i did for the next couple of years just working the grain division we were you know buying grain from farmers beans corn wheat rice and uh, managing the storage, logistics, and selling back into the export markets. And, uh, that, again, just another great learning experience. Right. So now I guess you're getting to the point of uh, dabbing, dealing with a little bit of everything now mm-hmm. as far as all aspects of the company. You're getting a little bit more into that. that that's kind of been my goal, um, you know, just learn as much as possible. And uh, I, I've always enjoyed everything, so, you know, that next opportunity i've always viewed it as you know another opportunity to have some fun yeah yeah that's great well you know we we me and you know a lot of all this stuff that's happened since uh getting bruce oakley started i mean we know the stories and things like that and i'd like kind of like to uh, educate our listeners a little bit uh on how you know how bruce got going uh, uh your granddad you know i kind of i know i was uh 
Oh, I, I've was talking to Benny a little bit and have over the years, and I remember him telling me about. Uh, and this is on our website too, uh, that people can go look at. But that he had quit school and went to the Navy. The tenth grade yep. was it tenth grade? Tenth okay, grade. so he quit school, went to the Navy, and I don't know how long he was there, but. Not. It, he had a couple of odd jobs before going into the Navy. He actually was a, a truck driver for a bit. Okay. Uh, for a milk cooperative in, in the state of Arkansas. And then he went to the Navy, and I, I couldn't tell you how long he was there. But yeah. I know he was honorably discharged. Right, right. And then uh, started a little company in San Diego where he was stationed called Oaks Locker Club. And uh, it was a locker club for sailors and also kind of a retail store, sold whatever it was that sailors wanted to buy. Yeah, that's what Benny was telling me. So it was evidently those sailors could come there, rent that locker, mm-hmm. and change clothes, I guess, and and go out on the town and then come back to it. I, I, that's what it sounded like, I guess. Yep, I think he sold just clothing and uh, uh, engagement rings, I think, was a popular really? item for the sailors. Yep. Oh, I'll be dang. Who would have who thought? Mm-hmm. So then after that, I guess he came back to to farming came back to el paso from what i understand and came back to el paso uh had some cows started farming yep started with cows and the price of soybeans got high so he uh got rid of the fence and and sold off the cattle and and started farming soybeans um and in those days i guess most fertilizer was sold in bags well when people were starting to try to farm a little bit bigger that was cumbersome so they, they wanted fertilizer in bulk and there weren't any dealers around that were doing that. So he bought a truck so he could go and pick up ag lime and truck that back to his farm and, and spread it. And then uh, wasn't long after that, started doing it for the neighbors. And that that's really how the business got started. Don't you know that, you know, the neighbors see him doing that on his field and they're like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need you. We got to figure that out. We yeah. need you to do that for us. And it just, you could just see it just leading from one to the other to the other and the word spreading. And the next thing you know, here that's it right. goes. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a great story. So that was happening in El Paso, Arkansas. Yep. That was El Paso in 68, I guess. Shortly thereafter, he moved to BB, Arkansas, moved the company there to get on the Union Pacific Railroad. Uh, and that worked out well for a while. Um, but then, I guess in the mid to late 70s, uh, the McClellan Kerr navigation system, the Arkansas River, was opening up. And so he bought some property here in North Little Rock, where we're sitting today, um, and started to build a river port, doing the same same type of fertilizer and grain business that he was already doing, but uh, you know, have access to that uh, water transportation, that third mode of transportation. Uh, was It enabled the business to grow quite a bit isn't that something how he could see that happening you know at that point he knew i mean that's a big i could imagine that being a big risk back then absolutely going, you know coming home and telling your wife honey i'm gonna buy some land down here on the river mm-hmm. <laughs> everything's going good but let's risk it again yeah <laughs> yeah 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 my wife go what what are you talking about mm-hmm. i mean it, it, that's just uh you know to see that happen and and then uh, evolve into what it is today i mean so it, it's so it's get BB's the bagging plant mainly, and mm-hmm. and of course you got rail still going in there, and so now all of it here in North Little Rock, of course you know I've been here a long time and just see it expand and expand and expand, just getting bigger and bigger here. So what's the what what do we all do here in North Little Rock? Can you give us a rundown on that? 
so again, North Little Rock started out, it was built just to, to bring in fertilizer and to ship out grain. Uh, and now that's really a small part of what goes on here. This is, uh, this particular facility is just an all purpose river terminal. So any kind of industrial commodity that we can get our hands on really is what we do. Uh, aluminum, scrap metal, rock dust that they use to make tiles, um, just all kinds of bulk commodities come in and out of here and uh, we stay pretty busy and and uh, we do a lot of that that trucking whether it's going in or coming out we were able to to capture a lot of that truck freight ourselves did you ever think about this or i guess growing up did you know that you were going to be doing what you're doing today did you did you think i mean did dad tell you son you gotta i gotta train you right to come up here i mean what uh what was going on there when you were you know in the early stages of you starting to work and stuff what you thought you'd be doing or have you always known this is what you're going to do to some degree i mean i didn't know specifically what i'd be doing but i've always just kind of uh assumed that i would come here uh, dad and, and probably granddad both you know never tried to push it on me they would you know make sure that uh i knew the the option was there the opportunity was there if i wanted to to be here but uh they would have supported me in anything i did but to be honest, I just always felt uh, somewhat of an obligation to come here. Self-imposed, of course, but I just never considered another career. That's great. That's great. What what all does Bruce Oakley Incorporated do? I mean, I'm I'm on the trucking side, so and I've learned a lot over the years. But you know, I, I try to tell people we've got several different avenues um, as a company, as Bruce Oakley Incorporated with the fertilizer and the grain and the barge and the, the port terminals and Jantrans. I mean, and a lot of these people that are listening don't know what I'm talking about when I say that, so we might want to slow down and, and uh, just explain a little bit because catch everybody up with ports in different parts of the country. You know, a lot of them think that maybe we're just right here in North Little Rock. They don't mm-hmm. think they realize uh, how we're expanding. So what you can give us a rundown maybe on, on where we're at and logistics-wise. So, yeah, I mean, I, I tell people that Bruce Oakley Incorporated is a logistics company. Of course, trucking is the most visible. Uh, a lot of people may recognize that the blue and yellow logo on the side of the trailer. Um, but marine transportation is, you know, an almost equal important of the business. Um, you know, we've got two units, barges and towboats that uh, a lot of the same commodities that we are trucking, we may have already pushed that on uh, on the water before it got to a terminal where we picked it up or vice versa we may have trucked something into a terminal that we're putting on a barge and our boats are pushing down the river um, and then of course those those two modes of transportation are connected by the river terminals uh, so we've got several places on the arkansas river uh, now on the mississippi river illinois river and do quite a bit of business on the ohio river also where are we so at up there in cincinnati cincinnati yeah so we a got a port in cincinnati fertilizer terminal yep fertilizer terminal mm-hmm. we got we got a uh st louis mm-hmm. is a recently acquired i get less than a year for sure mm-hmm. uh, in st louis so that's a port where that's a big deal that's yep. a big deal and then catoosa oklahoma is, is probably our well not probably it is our biggest port and that's uh I mean, it's a separate operation, but it's it's also helped us grow the trucking side of the business. It sure yeah. has. Yeah, you know, I can remember. You know, what's it been? Five years now, maybe. We we. It's been six. Six. Mm-hmm. We, wow. We bought that place over there, and it's just an amazing uh, 
port over there with trucks coming in and out of it uh, all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. it is it is uh, a lot of freight moves in and out of there. I talked to those guys over there, and it's amazing how they uh, how they load and unload so many barges in a day's time mm-hmm. they've got a system over there those guys are pros they are pros yeah. <laughs> they've been doing it a long time i know, I so know. It, it seems like several different divisions or several different companies but but i view it all as one family you know we all are connected and we're all a little bit stronger because we're together yeah that helps a lot mm-hmm. you know having that and we're able to communicate with those guys easy you know you think oh, yeah. i know a lot of people think out of out of state, out of sight, out of mind, but we, we're able to communicate well with them all the time every mm-hmm. day, so it works out pretty good. Um, speaking of your grandpa there a little bit earlier, I was, uh, you know, I was trying to get, I was talking to Benny Weatherford, and for y'all who don't know, Benny Weatherford's uh, the vice president over trucking. He's He's been here 40-plus years, and he started out, you know, kind of like you, young, you know, working for Bruce and uh he had a lot of stories I was uh, about Bruce himself and his early days of working for Bruce. Uh, I can't tell a lot of them here on, the, <laughs> on this on this podcast, but uh, you know he had one uh, particular that he was telling me uh, the other day that uh, they used to. It was when they came to North Little Rock and they had a barge out here, and they the way they moved that barge up and down was with a John Deere tractor and a chain. Wow. Yeah, so Benny was talking about how they moved that thing, the, the barge up and back and forth with a John Deere tractor and a chain, well, or a rope or something, cable. Well, Bruce came down here and was got on the barge and was checking things out. Well, the the rope slash chain broke off the John Deere, and all and Benny <laughs> Benny said all he could see was that barge floating off of the bank <laughs> off down the river, and old Bruce lighting up that cigarette, just shaking his head as he was floating down the river, <laughs> <laughs> and he had to call the uh, Little Rock Port Authority to get a, t- a boat, you know, to come back, pick him up, and bring him back to the dock. Mm-hmm. I thought that was hilarious. I could just see that happening. That is. <laughs> I did. You know, I met Bruce quite a few times when I started in 1994, and he, uh, I always remember him. Uh, he had that houseboat, mm-hmm. and it was, uh, it was a big houseboat, and he would bring it up here and dock it uh, right down here on the river, and I'd, I went on it maybe once or twice at the most, you know, just to just, he would have us come down there after work or something. And it was just amazing how I couldn't imagine. Cause he was telling me how he would take that thing down the river, down the Mississippi, out in the Gulf, down to Florida mm-hmm. on that houseboat, because he liked to go down there from like October to, I don't know, December or something, a few months he would, he would go down there. And I thought, man, I can't imagine riding a houseboat. Yeah, in his later years, he didn't didn't really like being in the cold weather. But yeah, he'd be on the boat, but he wouldn't let anyone else drive it. He had to do everything himself. Oh, did he? Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, that's good stuff, man. Good stories. Uh, what do you you remember anything else about uh, your grandpa? What what uh, what hits you? What always stood out to me. I mean, first of all, he's just a super smart guy. Always real intelligent, but he was uh, he was quiet. He didn't say a lot but i later learned that you know he didn't have to say a lot he could let other, everyone else talk and then as soon as they quieted down he could say maybe one maybe two sentences and that would have more of an impact than the combination of everything that was said before so that, that's pretty good when you you know an individual like that you you respect them on what they say because they're 
man a few words, but when they do say something, it's pretty um, meaningful and important mm-hmm. at that. Pretty important. What uh, I was kind of skipping around here a little bit on you, sure. um, you know, on some of these questions, but uh, I like to try to get as much information as we can. You know, I think it's uh, I think this is uh, good information for our listeners, especially for our owner operators and and their families to to be able to understand a little bit more of the personable side of us and what we're about and i think maybe that'll that'll help them with this so um how about the future of bruce oakley incorporated i mean you know i i've i've sure got big plans for trucking you know we want to keep it up and going and and keep things moving ahead and and gaining owner operators gaining customers and and we're doing a pretty good job of that and and steady but uh as far as the overall uh we may get in trucking here in just a little bit but as far as the overall uh future of bruce oakley incorporated uh, i think a lot of people would like to know that because you know justin i mean there's a lot of especially this past year there's a lot of companies out there that gone under mm-hmm. i mean you know we i was just uh listening to a uh, a webinar from atbs a while ago and it was talking about how a lot of trucking companies have went under because of insurance cost and those nuclear verdicts and stuff and that you know that's uh that's got to be a concern uh with companies going under i like for our listeners to to be confident and understand that we're not going anywhere we've been here a long time we're not going anywhere and uh we got we got good plans for the future right i think we do uh you know just to touch on you know some of the companies that go under maybe it's for insurance or this reason or that reason but i think in a lot of cases you could take that back to they weren't as financially secure as maybe they could have been or should have been some of these other companies um and and that's one thing i gotta i gotta brag on my dad about he's always you know ultra conservative you know not one to overextend the business he wants to make sure that everyone's going to be taken care of and he's always done a great job of that, and I've got a ton of respect for him for that. So I have a hard time seeing, you know, one thing like an insurance or, you know, any kind of outside effect taking us right. into a into a bad place. Right, right. I do too. I mean, I just don't, don't see that happening. What uh, – so what, what is going what's, – what's coming up down the road, you know, this year, 2020, the next five years, where do we plan to be? Yeah. You know, something like that. Give us yeah, a, give us some insight on what's going on. With so in twenty twenty, um, you know, our, the plan for this year is to just kind of focus on what we've done over the past several years because we've had a lot of growth and it, it's been great. But I think, uh, you know, Dad and I have kind of spoken about this. It's time to to take a breather, kind of invest in what we've already got, make what we've got as good as it can be, and then you know maybe here in the next two, three, four, five years, we kind of reset and say all right here we go it's time for another round of growth yeah i like that uh, to uh, put more in what you've already got mm-hmm. because we sure got a lot of avenues to uh to to help people to generate revenue to i mean we've got a lot of options here i mean we're you know i was looking at the list we were talking about a while ago um the different things we do with the trucking you know we got the ports uh the grain department fertilizer sell everywhere uh with fuel business you know, mm-hmm. we got in the fuel business, what, 10 years ago? No, I'm probably not, not even that long. Not, not that long ago, but yeah. And that, 
that's just kind of extension of uh, two of the terminals that we're already in business at. So North Little Rock and at Carothersville, Missouri, uh, we were already there. And so we kind of added on to what we were doing at those terminals. And, uh, and so it was kind of a natural fit. We were able to, you know, we barge diesel fuel up and uh, distribute it, wholesale distribution. But then, you know, here at Little Rock, it's kind of neat. We can also uh, sell fuel directly to our owner operators. And then we sell fuel directly back to uh, our towing company on the yeah. river. So, yeah, because the uh, the company we bought a few years ago, Jantrans, that, mm-hmm. that's a uh, tugboat company. A lot of people don't know. So, you know, there's there's how many tugboats in that company? Approximately, uh, uh, approximately thirty. You know, between line boats and the fleet boats. Yeah. So I mean, those you know, we got there's thirty tugboats. And they're up and down these rivers pushing all kinds of barges, I guess. Everybody's barges, including mm-hmm. ours, uh, all the time. So it's, you know, a lot of people, I, I want the listeners and, and our owner-operators especially to see the diversity that we have here with not just a trucking company or not just selling fertilizer, but we have, you know, <laughs> Bruce and your dad have put together a uh, just an awesome company to where we're diversified and we don't have all our eggs in one basket if something goes down, you know, we, we, we've got different things going and, and just great thriving company that, uh, I sure am proud to work for. And I know a lot of our owner operators are too. Yeah. And just to kind of expand upon your comment about diversity, uh, you know, things do get slow and, and they, they do, it's just, that's going to happen. But, uh, one thing that that's been kind of neat for us on the trucking side of the business is, is we're able to leverage some of these other businesses that we're in and, if we need to, we create our own truck freight at times. Right. That's not the goal, but, you know, we can lean on that when we have to. We can haul some grain or some fertilizer or salt and other other commodities that we distribute. And uh, I think that's helped us weather some storms over the past few years. I know it has. You know, that uh, that's something we preach in the trucking side of it uh, is that we, we're going to – our goal is to keep our owner-operators busy no matter mm-hmm. what the – the freight rates are or slow time i mean they're all gonna come the slow times for sure and the good times too but our goal is to keep the owner operators steady and busy making money every week so that doesn't affect them near as bad as it may at another company and and we do like you say we we can create some freight by doing that trucking freight and you know that's something that uh, we take pride in our owner operators we want to keep them busy because we know the good times are always uh, coming every year around the corner and we uh, expect them to be ready for it and we I tell you we've got some good owner operators been with us a long time and we've developed a lot of good relationships with them and and looking forward to adding on we got 860 owner operators right now you would you ever thought that I, I don't know when I started it was in the 400s or something like that and I just kind of assumed yeah growth is just totally normal but then some of the other guys Yourself included, Jeremy, I guess. What, how many trucks were here when you started? There was uh, right at 100. Okay. I remember Dad talking about, you know, he was dispatching 15, and yeah. you know, now it's just. I started in, in 94, and it was 100, about a, right at 100 trucks. And, boy, you talking about getting thrown in the fire. I got thrown in the fire with Mac and Benny and, and Manly. It was a uh, it was something else. But it was, you know, it was different type of trucking back then. And, and we just started – doing things right i mean these guys just are so so good at what they do i think we we tell people what we're going to do and we do it and we just started 
uh, adding on our operators because the freight business was good. We hit a little niche there, you know, of this bulk business, and we've uh, steadily grown. But you think about that, Justin, we haven't just exploded, you know. So, you know, 100 trucks, and now we're at 860. I mean, that's taken 25 years. That's mm-hmm. because, and the reason for that is because we're particular on who we lease on. We stick with our business model. We, we don't just lease on a bunch of fleet owners and that kind of stuff. We make sure the owner drives a truck. We, you know, and, I, and, and trust me, get me wrong, don't get me wrong, I've wanted to stray on some of this stuff. And, uh, and my boss keeps me, you know, <laughs> hey, hey, do what you know, you know, do what you know best. And, and it has sure helped us in the long run make the best company, I think, out there with owner-operators. We just have the best guys out in the business and and you can you see it every day i see it in the trucks they drive we we hear it from our customers we got you know a great reputation and we want to you know we try really hard to to keep that so man i'm excited about the future and growing I, i'm ready to uh to keep this thing going no telling, here. Yeah, no telling what's happening in the future for uh, five years from now it, maybe we'll be doing our um you know what 500th episode and we'll get back on here and go hey jesse remember that first episode we did you got to start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, uh, anything you want to add to uh conversation? You, know, you think we covered everything that uh, we want to share with these guys? Well, I, one thing I got, we didn't really touch on uh, dispatch that much, I think. I mean, oh, we, yeah. Yeah, you know, that's a good idea. I mean, I think um, that's, that's one thing that I don't know if it's totally unique to our company, but I, I, I think that we've got a great group of guys that uh, – they understand what you were talking about earlier about keeping the drivers busy and taking care of drivers. And, um, I've personally got to work with the majority of those guys and, uh, they, they just do an awesome job. You know, it takes a special guy to do that dispatching. Um, mm-hmm. it really does. I, we, we put pressure on them. I know from the recruiting department to just, just, we made the change of getting guys home every weekend years ago, you know, because before that it was two weeks or we didn't lease you on. We didn't hire you. If you couldn't stay out two weeks, you couldn't work here. Mm-hmm. And then we, you know, we saw the opportunity there of getting guys home on the weekends. There was just everybody started looking for that. And so we put a little pressure on dispatch to, to start doing that. And, man, I'm going to tell you what. Now, they, they, took, they took the bull by the horns, and they have amazed me how they get guys home every weekend just about, you know, living in the right areas, of course. But they, they do a fantastic job down there. And, are able to uh, retain these owner-operators. We've got one of the lowest turnover rates in the industry, and that's because our dispatch, they know, they take care of them, they listen to them. It's that one-on-one, mm-hmm. you know, that one-on-one deal. When you get to know that owner-operator, you want to take care of him. I mean, yeah. it, you want to help him. I remember when I was dispatching, I had several guys that had to be home every weekend, and it was it was more work. But also, like you said, we it was what we needed to do as a company because we were missing out on some great guys by not doing that. I remember uh, David Buckles. He still works here down in Mississippi. He was just the nicest guy, still is, do anything I asked him to do. But if I said, hey, man, can I get you home late, maybe Saturday afternoon, he'd say, now, Justin, listen to me. <laughs> you know that's not going to work. i got to be home Friday night, and I'm going to church Sunday morning, and I'll, I'll talk to you on Monday. Yeah, that's uh, it. That's what dispatch has done. Those guys just do a fantastic job of getting that thing done. We try, we try real hard to 
on the front end too with recruiting to to make sure they don't get somebody that has crazy expectations you know we living somewhere crazy wanting home on the weekends we try to we try to get mm-hmm. the right guys for them but you know dispatch puts in a lot of hours um down here trying to plan for guys uh they they really they really have to i i'm super super proud of them i i honestly don't think i could do it these days It'd be tough, man. I believe in you. I think you'd do it. <laughs> I don't know, Justin. <laughs> it's been a long time. Oh, um, man. Well, hey, I appreciate you, man. Uh, appreciate all the good info. I really like it. I, I, I think we've covered some good stuff and hopefully gave our in, listeners uh, insight to Oakley Trucking, especially Justin Oakley and, and what's going on in your world. Um, Hope you help me and, and come back on this podcast pretty regular and Anytime. Give, give us some updates on what's going on with that. Um, thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Oakley podcast. Um, hope you enjoyed today's show. If you got any ideas or topics you want us to cover, uh, please reach out to us, drop us a comment, uh, subscribe to our YouTube page, go to our website. Um, we're going to, you know, we're new at this, so we've got things coming out. Uh, this is probably going to be uh, every one week, maybe two week show. Uh, we'll get a little better as it goes, but man, get in touch with us and on things you want to discuss. And also, if you're interested in becoming an owner operator with Oakley Trucking, you know, go to our website. Uh, call us up here in the recruiting department. We'd like to uh, give you some information of uh, what's going on here at Oakley and what we're looking for and what we can do to help you. All right, man. Well, I appreciate it, Justin. Thank you, Jeremy. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Oakley Podcast, Trucking, Business, and Family. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate or review the show in the podcast platform of your choice and share it with a friend. We love hearing from our audience, so if you've got a question, comment, or just want to say hello, head over to our website, theoakleypodcast.com, and click the Leave a Comment button. We'll get you a response soon and may even share some of the best ones here on the show. We'll be back with a fresh episode very soon. Thanks for listening.